for today's practice of restoration with kindness. A bolster or two will be helpful, a block and a blanket. And if you have an eye pillow, please feel free to use that at the end of practice in our Shavasana. So let's begin today's practice in a seated sage or simple cross-legged position, bringing your blanket to support the hips. So a slightly folded blanket just under the very edge of the hips, bringing that forward tilt into the pelvis really help to provide a more natural alignment to the spine and it's nice to be nice so comforting for that tailbone as we bring ourselves to seated to begin practice so maybe shifting from side to side maybe front to back just to solidify our seat find our foundation And then close the eyes. Find the breath, breathing in and breathing out, bringing some length to both the inhalation and the exhalation. A bit more of a purposeful breath, a bit more of a paced breath. Your awareness is drawn to the inhale and the exhale. So often we are willing to share our kindness and oftentimes we forget that we deserve to offer ourselves that same intention of kindness. Let's interlace the fingers. Take a nice inhale. We're going to reach the arms overhead, rotate the palms outward as you do, lifting and lengthening through the side bodies. Let's take a nice bend over to the right. And then with a the breath in, reach up. And with a breath out, bend over to the left. Nice inhale and reach up. 
And as you exhale, release the fingers and let the arms float down by your sides. Let the fingertips just graze the floor. The crown of the head is lifted tall. Let's drop the chin toward the chest, bringing some length to the back of the head. Breathe. We're gonna slowly just make some circles with the neck, just rolling through very slowly. We don't wanna make ourselves dizzy here on the mat. And we'll reverse the movement. So just a few times one way and a few times the other way. Of course, if you have neck issues, if you have cervical vertebrae issues, don't roll through the neck. Just sit quietly and move the breath. And the chin lands toward the chest. Breathing in, breathing out. So we'll allow the crown of the head to rise back on up to the sky. We're gonna unfold the legs here, but just the left leg. So we'll extend the left leg long, and the sole of the right foot moves to the inner thigh of the left leg. The hips want to shift around, allow them to do that. We're gonna reach out and take a hold of maybe the calf muscle, the ankle, the foot. Being aware here that the hamstrings, you're feeling a decent stretch through the back of the left leg. Now, if that might be too intense, and chances are it is, Bring your block underneath your left knee. When we slide the block under the knee, that eases the hamstrings. We eliminate that conversation of intensity. Then we can move perhaps even into a bit of a deeper fold without the argument there with the hamstrings. So once again, kindness coming to self. It's just nice to be nice in that way. We don't have to force this stretch. We don't have to force our hamstrings to engage. We can bring about that stretch with a bit more ease. Breathe. So what is kindness? What is kindness? Kindness is the quality of being friendly, generous, considerate. But it's more than that. It's more than just being friendly and generous and considerate. It's being those things without, without the anticipation of praise.
So let the hands find foundation, pressing into the fingers, walking back, lifting the body in that way, being very kind to our back body, letting the hands and the arms move us back. Slowly lift the knee, slide the block out, and we're gonna come back into that sage position, but this time we're going to sit the other way. All right, so sitting in your simple cross or your sage position with the other foot on top or in front. And once again, shifting side to side, maybe front to back, that blanket is still there, being nice to the hips and the tailbone. And once again, we'll just pause here in seated. So most likely this is your more challenging side. I didn't direct you the first time to sit on a particular side. So chances are you went for comfort as the physical body likes to do. So it might be a bit more challenging. It might be a bit more confrontational on this side. Offer forgiveness, offer compassion to self. If you find that that internal dialogue is dialed up just a bit because of your seat, we find that we're very imbalanced and it's a challenge on one side more so than the other. And we're okay with that. We'll find a way to be okay with that. Our yin practice helps us to deal with a little bit of chaos, helps us to find a way so we can carry that into other practices where we might feel a little bit of confrontation with the physical body. Let's interlace the fingers and take a nice inhale and reach the arms overhead, lengthening toward the sky. The side body's very long. Let's bend to the right. And take an inhale and lift and reach up and exhale and bend to the left. Inhale and reach up. And as you exhale, unthread the fingers and release the arms down by your side. Just let the fingertips graze the floor. And just turn the head to the right. Turn the head to the left. And once again, turn the head to the right. And turn the head to the left. Bringing the gaze back to center, let the right ear drop to the right shoulder. Breathe. left ear drop to the left shoulder one of the keys to kindness to self is forgiveness let the crown of the head rise to the sky we're going to unfold just a bit here just the right leg send that right leg straight down the center line of the mat 
The left leg connects to the inner thigh, left foot. Shift the hips around, allow that to be happy. And then that forward movement over the extended leg, again, the block can come in to support the back of the leg. A little bit less intense, it's nice to be nice. cultivate kindness to self, we have to involve forgiveness. That internal dialogue that speaks to us sometimes invoking those negative thought patterns of self, we have to practice letting that go and changing those patterns, avoiding those patterns, eliminating those patterns of negativity, negativity towards self, self-judgment, And when we find ourselves in the midst of doing those things, maybe you're judging your hamstrings for not being able to stretch out as you would like them to. Forgiveness. Forgiveness for those thoughts, forgiveness to our bodies. We inspire kindness to self. Breathe. Tips find foundation, walking the hands back, letting the spine lift and lengthen by that assist. We'll gently remove the block and we'll bring the feet to the floor. So step the right foot to the floor, carry the left foot up to the floor. And for a moment, just wrap your arms around your legs. Release the low back and drop the head. Finding a moment here of softness. A moment of stillness. Just to check in. Take a moment to think about time when kindness was offered to you and someone was kind to you you were given the gift of kindness
offer up gratitude for that moment. kindness is without the expectation of gratitude but we can offer that within so let's let the soles of the feet find each other we're going to move into bound angle here and you can keep that blanket supportive of the hips. But the soles of the feet find each other and the knees splay out toward the sidewalls. Now the heels here are very close to the hips. So I like to walk my hips toward the heels. Now that might mean I'm going to walk off of that blanket. And I'm okay with that. Or I can slide that blanket toward me back up underneath the hips. Or simply draw the heels back as well too. So there's a lot of muscle effort in bound angle. We're gonna take a hold of the feet. So I like to interlace the fingers around the toes, holding your feet. The arms here are used as leverage to lift your heart. So lift the heart without shrugging the shoulders toward the ears. Lift the heart, lengthen the crown of the head, draw the ears back over the shoulders. So this might be pretty challenging, Baddha bound angle, on the inner thighs or having the knees splayed out. You certainly can bring a block or two or rolled up blankets or towels underneath the outside of the thighs to be supportive of that, to be helpful and kind to self. Bound angle opens us up to vulnerabilities. So bring awareness to the breath in and the breath out, lengthening that out. So we know that that calming, peaceful belly breathing will invite in the relaxation response. Again, bound angle can invoke sensations or feelings of vulnerability. So awareness to how these poses affect not just our physical being, but our emotional bodies, our spiritual self, our energetic beings, our mental self. opportunity as well to let go of any judgment in these shapes or of these shapes and that's a practice it's a practice I'm with you on that one sometimes it's a real challenge not to judge the shape or the way our bodies move into these shapes and not every body is for every shape right not every shape is for every body practice, we talk about how these, our bodies, 
don't move into these shapes. These shapes move us into our bodies. Think about that for a moment. And although this shape of bound angle can invoke vulnerabilities within, we can also tap into our inner smile in this shape. So close your eyes and continue to move the breath in and out. Soften your gaze. You can gaze with your eyes closed. So soften your gaze and let your thoughts, let your eyes settle into the space just behind them. That is where the inner smile resides, in the space behind the eyes. So I'm not asking you to roll your eyeballs back behind and look there, but I want you to settle into that space. Softly and gently, kindly, just let that happen. Let your attention, let your sensation, let your focus just shift a bit behind the eyes. The inner smile is an invocation of peace. It is an invitation for peace. And when you can tap into that space, you will feel, you will feel a sensation, a waterfall effect really, of peace just washing over your body. happen today you might not tap into that but know that it's there and know that when you do when you do feel that sensation that release and that ease and that peace you will be able to go there every time you'll know just where to look so if we search too hard it becomes elusive if we quest for it it is a challenge to find. So we need to move into the idea that we'll just allow it to happen. And again, it may or may not happen today. And that's okay. We'll offer forgiveness for that. And forgiveness is kind to self. Slowly and carefully release the feet. Bring the hands to the outsides of the knees and draw the knees toward each other. And the soles of the feet roll to the floor. Wrap your arms around your legs, release your low back and drop the head. Breathe.
to release that and gently bring the spine down to the mat. So you might need to remove the blanket, set that aside, have the bolster and block within reach. So we'll ease the spine down to the mat. And when the back of the head makes that connection, flatten through the shoulder blades, lengthen long through the back of the head. We'll press into the feet, lift the hips and slide the bolster up underneath your hips. Coming into supported bridge. So you'll probably feel the need to walk the shoulders away from the hips and re-lengthen the back of the head, flattening through the shoulder blades. Soften through the belly. And let's extend the legs long letting your heels rest on the floor. Offering inversion to our bodies is helpful in our practice for kindness. It's helpful in our practice to let go of negative thought patterns. When we bring ourselves upside down, inverted, and granted this is a mild inversion, but still a practice of it, we can offer a change in perspective. So if you're really struggling, perhaps, with kindness toward a particular individual, maybe practicing letting go of the negative thoughts and the negative thought patterns toward a particular individual while you're in inversion offers you a, a different perspective, new eyes, new vision, and sometimes when we're in the midst of struggle, whether it be with a situation or a person, we might need to approach that struggle with a different perspective, from a different perspective. When you're upside down, the world is different. The world looks different. And we might open ourselves up to a different solution So we'll continue the effort of inversion by bringing the toes up toward the sky. 
The use of the bolster should make the lift of the feet to the sky effortless. If you find a bit of a challenge there, bending through the knees slightly, softening into the hips, but also adjusting that bolster perhaps. The placement of the bolster is really key to the effortlessness of this lift of the toes to the sky. And of course, a soft bend in the knee and the breath moving in and out. Just reminds us that you know, we don't have to be we don't have to be able to come into a headstand or handstand to receive the benefits of inversion of being upside down you're already there into this shape without the physical struggle or challenge even of the headstand or the handstand. The longer we practice and maybe the wiser we get as we as we age, just have this awareness that you know performance on the mat is not really a thing. Maybe when we're just beginning our practice, we we have these expectations and these aspirations of these pictures that we see in a book of these bodies of people doing these amazing shapes, making these amazing shapes with their physical form. And sometimes that plants the seed of struggle and disappointment when our physical forms can't achieve those things and the negative thought patterns begin when the mat this practice is not about any of that it's about allowing our bodies as they are as we are in them to come to the mat and practice and receive benefit however we land whatever we look like so let go of the judgment of self offer forgiveness for that and kindness will That is a practice. Self-judgment is, is hard to change and hard to let go of. But your mat is this sanctuary of space, this refuge that we come to, that you can arrive to, 
to let go of all that. Set the intention that your mat is this space, a judgment-free zone for you to come to. And if we practice that, if we sometimes lit, literally have to say that to self, verbalize it out loud, this is a judgment-free zone. And that's okay. Affirmation is good. Affirmation is strong. This is my space to lift myself up. care for self. Breathe. So we're going to slowly let the feet find the floor. And when they arrive, lift the hips, slide the bolster out, set it aside, let the hips return to the mat. Find your block. So the soles of the feet will stay to the floor here for balance, at least for the time being. We're going to bring the block actually underneath the head. So find the long edge of the block. We're going to place that long edge of the block on the floor behind the head. The head then rests on that opposite long edge. And we're going to let the occipital bones right, of the skull really rest on the edge of that block. This is a neck release, so you should feel the lengthening of the neck here. Sometimes it almost feels like the block might flip over or fall. Try and balance that out to where you can really soften the head onto the block. Let the shoulders relax and get that really nice neck release. We hold a lot of tension and stress, the back of the head and the neck. So this is a really nice release, but does take some practice, so kind of play with it, work with it. The soles of the feet can remain to the floor, you can walk them wide, let the knees fall inward, a little bonus for the low back while we're stretching through the back of the neck. You can extend the legs long. When you land, you're satisfied with that neck release. Move the breath. Just try and soften a bit more into that. You're letting go, opening up. Carefully remove the block from behind the head, set that aside, release the back of the head down to the mat. The soles of the feet find foundation if they're not there already. And we're going to roll to one side and slowly lift 
the upper body up off the floor with the hands and the arms supportive of that movement. We're going to bring the bolster back in, but this time the bolster is going to be as wide as the mat. We're going to come into fish pose. So bring the bolster as wide as the mat. That's going to be supportive of the shoulders here. And once that's in place, let the shoulder blades land on the bolster. The back of the head drapes over the opposite side of the bolster. So the throat is somewhat open here, another slight inversion. I like to bring the arms wide like wings. Just let the triceps hang off of the edges of the bolster and the backs of the hands fall down toward the floor, depending on the size of your bolster. They may even touch the floor. They may land on the floor during the duration of fish pose. Extend the legs long, soften through the belly. So what's really poignant about fish pose in our practice today is that the heart center is the highest element of our physical being in fish pose. It's hard to have a conversation about kindness without talking about the heart. That very center of kindness within. So the heart is the center of our energetic being. And while the heart here is the highest element of our physical form, we have three energy centers below it and three energy centers above it. And with the heart high in the middle, we can allow that kindness and love and compassion and forgiveness that is inspired from the heart to spill into the energy centers, the other six that fall below and above the heart. and to further that inspiration of movement of kindness within, letting that spill into our entire being from the heart. The color center of the heart is green, the color association. So imagine your favorite color green, green grass, Maybe a nice mint green or an evergreen. Perhaps a sea foam green. Connects nicely to the wave action of the breath that moves in and out. Turn the soles of the feet to the floor. 
slowly roll to one side so we can lift the body up. And as you lift away off of the bolster, we're going to turn the bolster so it now runs down the center line of the mat. And bring your hip very close to the edge of the bolster. We're going to turn a bit toward the bolster so the hands can flank the bolster. Hand on either side of that bolster. Your hip wants to slide backward a little bit. Be kind and let it do that. The legs are stacked or semi-stacked here, and they can stay that way, or once we land, you can feel free to unstack the legs. We're going to lower the front body down toward the bolster. Your gaze turns toward your knees as the front body lands. Let the forearms land and then widen your elbows. And that softens the front body down onto that bolster. Close your eyes. Move the breath. Settle into this restorative twist. Feel free to unstack the legs offers a bit of a different sensation a bit of a deeper twist Let the hands slide supportive of movement underneath the shoulders. And pressing in, lift the body back up towards seated. We're gonna just simply move to the other side. So that might mean just turning around away from the bolster, bringing the opposite hip close to the bolster. Let the hands land on either side of that bolster. Adjust the hip accordingly being kind to that hip. The 
front body descends toward the bolster, the gaze turns toward your knees. Let the front body land, let the forearms land and then widen your elbows that sinks the body onto the bolster. Soften the belly, feel free to unstack the legs, creating this shape of restoration for self. Close your eyes. Stay with the breath. be supportive of movement underneath the shoulders. And as you press into the palms and move the front body away, we're going to turn toward the bolster, come into hands and knees so we can drop back into child's pose. You can set the bolster aside or you can bring the bolster with you and lay over the bolster in child's pose. So the big toes come to touch, the hips drop back toward the heels. If the bolster is coming with you, you can move this into wide angle, slide the bolster as close to you as possible and lay over it. Otherwise, you can set it aside and round down over the knees, dropping the head toward the floor. You can bring the bolster in to support the head. I like to fold the eye pillow in half and bring it right underneath the forehead. child's pose.
It's a shape that hearkens us back to simplicity. And perhaps it might be a bit easier to let go of those negative thought patterns that develop as we age because child's pose takes us back. It allows us to be free, to find a space and a place that is simple, that is childlike, that is free from the commitments and responsibilities of being an adult. sometimes the stress and the headache as well. We can let go of all that in child's pose and find a freedom and an ease and a peace. Breathe. And when you're ready, allow Shavasana. A shape that provides you peace. A shape that you can eliminate the distraction of the physical body. And you can find a restful place and a restful state. The bolster, the block, the blanket, any props that you have with you that are supportive of your body, you can utilize them. You can simply just lay down. If you have the eye pillow, bring it with you. And find that restful place. And soften into that state of being. teaches us that kindness kindness is the result of compassion but compassion needs to be cultivated and we cultivate compassion through forgiveness and gratitude So gratitude inspires compassion. Compassion invokes kindness. Rest.
Become aware of your physical being. Find movement. Make your way to reconnect. To reconnect earth and sky through the length of your spine. Palms together rise and rest at the heart. Breathe in life. With soft eyes open to allow the light of the world to enter the body. May the long time sun shine upon you. All love surround you and the pure light that is within you guide your way. Continue to practice, to practice letting go, to practice forgiveness, to inspire compassion and to share kindness. I honor the light in you. I love you. Namaste.